0: alrighty here we go the mic is on as master p i think it was master p said the block is hot good day everyone i am tony p and as you know if you listen this is tony p oddcast Before we get started with this week's news, if you have any odd stories or news of your own and you want it on the show, go to tonyphenderson.com and there's a button. It says submit a story, submit a link, submit the text, just shoot me a message and tell me about it, whatever. And um, I'll probably mention your name on the show, give you a shout out for providing the story. Also, there's commercials in this episode. You don't like commercials? Support me at patreon.com backslash Tony P. Oddcast. And I'll put all the commercial-free episodes and soon videos of the show. All right, first story of the episode comes from Food & Wine. It's not a publication we hear from a lot when it comes to odd news, but this one caught my attention. In the weeks or years, it feels like, since restaurants across the United States have been limited to takeaway or delivery meals only... A lot of us have relied on apps like DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and whatever other delivery services to to make sure we're not just drowning in bowls of dry cereal. I don't do the dry cereal, but I have been eating a lot of turkey sandwiches. Um, I, I'm a fan of Chipotle. I talked about that. They deliver. So, you know. But anyway, delivery apps are far from being perfect. There have been repeated concerns about the way they compensate their drivers, about commission charges, and uh tips and fees and things like that. Uh, as a Redditor in Philadelphia has just found out there's another potential problem with Grubhub after she ordered a pizza from what she thought was a local restaurant. All right, that sounds fair enough. Come to find out, and guys, this is real. I just I seriously want you to know this is real. This cracked me up. Uh, but come to find out, it was an undercover. Chuck E. Cheese, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, where a kid can be a kid, you know, where uh, they have games and all that stuff. Not the best pizza. I will say that they are not known for their pizza. They're known for playing games and, you know, kids, little kids, man, don't need the best pizza. They're good with whatever. So anyway, a, a user named Kendall Neff on Reddit placed a Grubhub order from a place called Pasqualis' Pizza and Wings. Okay. All right. She thought she was doing her part to support a local business, but she received her food. She was slightly suspicious about where it came from, and she texted the Grubhub driver, and she asked, is this for Chuck E. Cheese? Which I think is funny that she knew immediately, like, yo, this is some Chucky e. Cheese pizza. The driver responded when he picked the order up. Chuck E. Cheese had a logo for a wing restaurant just on the window. So they just slapped, just changed their name and slapped a new logo on the window. You know, Domino's did that for a while, but it wasn't shady. Or was it Pizza Hut? One of them had like Wing Street. And I was like, what the what the hell is Wing Street? It's just a pizza place. But they were a little more clear, clear about it. This is, to me, obviously trying to take advantage of the situation and or keep your business open. So I, I could see both sides. Uh, the the redditor's husband did a bit of what they said here, invested googling, and learned that not only was P- Pasquale P. Pie Plate the name of the fictional chef in the Chuck E. Cheese universe, the Pasquale's restaurant had the same street address as Chuck E. Cheese. So, at this point, when I read this earlier, I was like. But why would you just order for some random place? Nah, they they thought of that. There's also a place called Pasquale's in West Philadelphia, born and raised, on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. Um, so I could see that. You know, where people maybe thought they were getting it from one place and come to find out it's Chuck E. Cheese. However, Philadelphia is not the only place where Chuck E. Cheese is offering to go pizza from, quote unquote, Pasquale's. There are dozens of Grubhub listings for Pasquale's from Texas to California to Illinois. All of them addressed with Chuck E. Cheese or rather share the same address. According to another Reddit commenter. This isn't totally unheard of in the Grubhub world. I work for Grubhub, and it's what we call a virtual kitchen. Usually used for places that want to have a different concept, um, but use the same restaurant. So that's not too unheard of, but I at least want to know where I'm ordering from. You know, like, don't bring me no Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Little Caesars is five bucks. If I'm going to go bad pizza... I'll just, I'll get little Caesars, little Caesars, and be happy with that. Chuck E. Cheese pizza, Chuck E. Cheese pizza. The real answer from Chuck himself, you know, the 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 mouse, the Chuck E. Cheese, has more to do with arcade-themed pizza chain branching out into a new world of delivery apps than a nefarious plot to dupe pure-hearted pizza customers. CEC Entertainment recently launched Pasquale's Pizza and Wings nationwide. The inspiration was rooted in the desire to create a premium pizza while staying true to the CEC brand. So apparently, it's supposed to be a higher-level, nicer pizza than what you get in Chuck E. Cheese, which isn't really saying much. Still, it's a good reminder that if you're unfamiliar with a newly grubhubbable restaurant's name, it may be best to call them directly or do some Googling. Who's, I don't know, I guess, I just want, I, I've never tried anything new on Grubhub or or a delivery service. I'll go somewhere new, you know, I'm not opposed to that, but, like, I don't feel like leaving the house. I'm going to spend, the services cost extra, you know, let's be real, you all know that. I'm not going to spend extra money. To just take a shot in the dark i don't like spending regular money to take a shot in the dark i'll do it but i'm certainly not going to spend extra to get something delivered that i don't even know what i'm getting but anyway be don't don't order pasquales also if you notice um garbage rat pizza on on uh, grubhub that too may be a chuck e cheese From the file of Modern Problems Require Modern Solutions, this story is brought to you by CNN out of New Delhi. In a desperate attempt to reach home during India's strict coronavirus lockdown, a man traveled more than 800 miles disguised as an onion seller, only to be sent immediately to quarantine once he got home. That part's not funny. It's kind of messed up. According to the police, Prem Murti Pandey, I apologize if I... Mispronounced, an employee at Mumbai's airport loaded a truck with 28 tons of onions and traveled around 900 miles from Mumbai to his home in Prayagraj, northern India. Um, what? First off, I think that's almost romantic. Like, yo, man, I really want to get back to my family. I'm going to get this truck and load it up with 28 tons of onions. Two questions. One. I don't even know what 28 tons is like aren't cars a couple tons that isn't a car like two tons three tons you know or an elephant or something 28 tons second question where do you get that many onions you go to the store like he did a Grubhub or a, a Publix online order and say hey can you bring me 28 tons of onions I was stuck in Mumbai Given the number of cases being reported in the city, I was scared, and hence I had no option but to return home, uh, Pandy told CNN. So Pandy decided to rent a truck. Cool. Hire a driver. All right. Baller. Disguise himself. Okay. We bought the onions from a vegetable market near Mumbai. We crossed three states to finally reach home on a Friday after traveling for three days. I've never been to India. Um 900 miles, though, would it take three days, dog? Or was it that slow with your 30 tons of onions? But yeah, let's go back. Yeah, we brought the onions from a vegetable market. Did vi- maybe, am I an idiot? Don't answer that. Don't write in and tell me. what Who has 28 tons of onions? India's lockdown rules allow vehicles delivering food items to cross state borders. Pandy was sent to quarantine after his actions surfaced on Saturday. According to a senior police official, he's not shown any symptoms of coronavirus, but he has been kept in a quarantine center as a precautionary measure for two weeks. Dang. Maharashtra, home to India's financial capital, Mumbai, is the worst affected state in the outbreak, which more than 28% of the country's uh, cases being reported there. So I get it serious. I get why they put him in quarantine. I guess it was a good idea. I mean, he got home, you know, minus his little two week stint. He did it. You did it, man. Now, write me and tell me where you get 28 cases of onions. I still don't understand that part. From News 18 out of Vallejo, California. A planning commissioner of Vallejo, California, has resigned after throwing his pet cat and drinking beer during a Zoom meeting between him and city officials. I get it. You know, it. you're working from home. It's, you know, you feel like, I can just do whatever, man. No one knows. I'm not gonna lie. I was on a work call, and some dude had like some beers laying around, and I like I couldn't tell him. Like, dude, what are you doing? At least put it behind the camera or something. Uh, during the April 20th teleconference of the city's planning commission, Chris Platzer announced, "I'd like to introduce my cat." I've seen that again. We're in a weird time, you know. Everyone's working from home. You have kids in the background. You have your pets. It's kind of cool to see everyone's pets hold them up to the camera. Great. Uh, what not to do is this. And then he picked up his pet and tossed the animal off screen. I don't know. I need to see it. I need to see it. Was it like, like it ran and the cat just ran off? Or was it like, rah, you know? it, it, it could go one of two ways. Uh, Placer was then seen sipping from a green bottle during the meeting. The Times Herald reported after the conference ended, he could be heard making derogatory remarks. I'm going to call bull on you little. Bishes, maybe it's blocked down. I don't know what he said. According to the original commission meeting video released by the Northern California city people, I guess I'm just used to obviously being on a microphone and I've done, you know, things on camera and like, whoa, hey, whoa, bag it up, like YouTube videos and podcasts, you know, where we film live and film video. Um, and also, maybe I'm just not an idiot. I just know to stop everything and just, quite frankly, not say something you wouldn't want people to hear when you have your laptop open or, you know, you're on a call. In an email to the Times-Herald on Saturday, Platzer said he's resigned from the planning commission, effective immediately. Uh, The resignation came days before the city council was set to consider a resolution, removing him from the panel anyway. I did not conduct myself in the Zoom meeting in a manner befitting of a planning commissioner and apologize for any harm I may have inflicted. I feel like I've seen that apology a thousand times. Like, people just copy and paste that one. I serve at the pleasure of the council and no longer have the trust and backing. I extend my gratitude to those who have supported me during my tenure. I've always felt that serving Vallejo in a voluntary position is honorable, honorable because Vallejo is worth serving. I was volunteer anyway. Whatever. You know what? Now I take that back. We're living in uncertain times, and I certainly, like many of you, am adjusting to a new normalcy. Whatever. But it's volunteer. It's volunteer. You can't tell me not to drink when I'm volunteering for something. I, I don't have to be here anyway. Okay. Well, don't come back. All right. It was volunteer. I take everything everything back I said. If it's a paying gig, that's different. Hey, man, I follow some rules. But volunteer? <sighs> Vallejo Mayor Bob Sampion said on Friday that decorum needs to be followed for each and every public meeting. Okay, I guess yeah, this hurts the credibility of the city. What happens if a developer is watching the meeting and sees that? I'm assuming he's talking about the beers and not the throwing the cat. But who knows? I guess my answer would be: What happens if a developer is watching and sees that? I tell them, "Yo, just volunteer." Trying to tell me not to, not to drink and throw cats at a volunteer meeting. (music) All right, this article is coming from Fox News. The onslaught of the coronavirus has not only sent the global economy tumbling. It has also hit the black market where it hurts. The outbreak of COVID-19 has sent the price of heroin, methamphetamines, and fentanyl soaring. As the likes of the Sinanola cartel and its main rival, the Jalisco, struggle to obtain the necessary chemicals to make the synthetic drugs. You know, I had to look them up. I was like, I've never even heard. I've watched a lot of Breaking Bad. And I've never heard of the S- Sinola cartel. Apparently, it's where um, uh, Chapo's from. Uh, it's now led by, like, Chapo's right-hand man or something. I don't know. Um, Angelisco means new generation. That's crazy, man. They got, the, they got legit big businesses. The cartels have suffered from COVID-19 due to the inability to get their regular shipments of synthetic opioids and precursor chemicals for the massive production of meth from China. There's a lot of trade routes and things shut down in China. Uh, The cartels have continued their production at a slower rate, but the demand seems to be increasing during these times of uncertainty. The shutdown of cities in China and travel in and out of China have also negatively impacted the flow of chemicals. See, y'all only worried about yourself and where you can go to get your hair cut or your nails done or when your kids are going to go back to school. But you know who you didn't think about? These cartels who are just trying to feed their family and probably killed four other families. But that's irrelevant. You didn't think about them. China, where the virus originated last year. I'm just kidding. I can't even say that with a straight face. China, where the virus originated late last year, has for the most part halted production on the chemicals required for making drugs as it battles the virus within its own borders. Drug cartels and criminal support organizations in the industry. Global drug trafficking have been deeply affected by the pandemic according to Jonah Abdullah, president of the Canada-based Global Organization for Intelligence, especially when it comes to the operations of the Sinola cartel, which control 90% of the entrance of synthetic drugs. Who are those other people? That, what did I say they were? The new, gen- new generation, Jalisco? How you can be new generation, you control maybe 10% or something. Abdullah underscored fentanyl, which originates from China, has become the most coveted Cartel commodity in recent weeks. I did not know fentanyl came from China, huh? Oh, you know, I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you when the, when I'm done with the article. Got something interesting. Uh, let's hear. In China, according to the Drug Enforcement Agency (DEA), around 5,000 illegal drug labs have been processing synthetic drugs and chemicals to process them. Most of these drugs have Europe and North America as the main markets. Cartels bring synthetic drugs through food exports, fruits. Automotive equipment, toys, and other products that are allocated in an extensive distribution network. So, yeah, all that stuff, all those things that you probably don't think about um, have all been shut down. You know, we're not shipping a ton of stuff, especially from China, seeing as uh, they say coronavirus started there. Everyone shut things down. Huh. Uh, He continued, this is uh, one of the DEA guys, drug consumption will likely be one of the sectors hit the hardest, given that people are now prioritizing in more essential expenses, such as rent and food. I don't know about that. So what they're saying here is, you know, hey, times are tough. People got to focus on rent and food. So they're not going to buy as many drugs. Unfortunately, I, I feel like the whole premise of drugs, the drug market, is that people can't help but buy this stuff. You get addicted, you get hooked. I, I've never seen, you know, these harder drugs. I've never seen them be like, eh, you know, I got to pay rent. Uh, you know, I, I'd rather an expensive meal. But we'll see. So they're, they're predicting here it could translate into an annual loss of 3 to $5 billion for the cartels. Now, under normal conditions, I don't know what that would be, the cartels could shift to Indian suppliers to augment the supply, but Indian ports are experiencing slowdowns and backlogs as well. So the estimate, the guess here is cartels will adapt to the changes and develop new routes and methods to move product. Hmm. I read somewhere else they're they're thinking there may be a lot of um, things on the sea, maybe water, you know, so I don't know. Who knows? To me, it'll be interesting to see uh, what adjustments are made, although it's a pretty crappy business. Uh, Before we go to the next story, I watched um, How to Fix a Drug Scandal which I would recommend on Netflix. Um, speaking of drugs, I don't often get to make that segue. So yeah, check out how to fix a drug scandal on Netflix. That's not a promotion. They didn't pay me to say that. Although, Hey, Netflix. All right. Is that last story already from United press international somewhere in Kentucky. This might be one of my favorite stories in a while. The governor of Kentucky personally called a resident named Tupac Shakur to apologize for using his unemployment name as an example of a prank. Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear said during his Monday night news conference that, quote unquote, bad apples have been using fake names to file for unemployment during COVID-19. We had somebody apply for (laughs) unemployment. (laughs) <laughs> like, it's just funny to me. We had, we had somebody apply for unemployment named Tupac Shakur here in Kentucky, Bashir said. And that person may have thought they were being funny. They probably did, except for the fact that because of them, we had to go through so many other fake claims. So the claim was not a prank reference to the rapper who died in 1996, but rather a real claim from a Lexington resident Named Tupac Malik Shakur. Shakur said he filed for unemployment on March 13th after the restaurant where he works as a cook closed due to the coronavirus crisis. He said he was shocked to learn from the governor's news conference why his benefits hadn't been paid. <laughs> Imagine it's so not funny because you know this dude's in a hard time and he gets laid off, and you know it's horrible for anybody, man, to not to lose your income, to not be able to provide. And you're like, what's going on with my unemployment? Meanwhile, the governor's on TV like, hey, you, you ain't funny. And it's you. You're like, oh, wait a minute. I kind of for real, you know, kind of need my money. Uh, I'm hurt. I'm really embarrassed. And I'm shocked. Shakur told the Lexington Herald leader he needs to apologize. That's just my name. Dude didn't even pick his name, obviously, you know, unless he did more than likely his, his mom gave him the name. His parents gave him the name. And now he's out of work. The Herald leader said it gave Shakur's contact information uh, to the governor's office. And the resident confirmed he did receive a phone call from the governor to apologize for the confusion. Well, that's cool. Uh, Shakur went on to say, I understand he's dealing with a lot. Mistakes happen. Also cool. Officials said the state is now working to resolve his claim. Not cool. If you're calling me, you better have my money. Like, hey, man, I'm sorry. You know, there's a mix up. All right. No worries. And we'll get back to you. No, you better call. Like, Oh, and also check your account, dog. We got you. In a follow up, Shakur stated, all eyes are on me, but I see no changes. However, I'm going to keep my head up. I made that last part up. They're all they're all Tupac songs. The joke on the Internet that I was going to use was uh, Shakur was quoted as saying, no biggie. So you can pick one. Pick one or other, whichever joke you like and go with it. Bucks, that is it. That brings us to the end of another oddcast. If you got this far in the show, please rate, subscribe in your favorite podcast app and you get five stars on iTunes. You can support the show on patreon.com/oddcast and get commercial free episodes. Now, now, you may have had a bad day, but At least you didn't get fired from your volunteer job for throwing a cat and then file for unemployment and have the governor straight up call you out on a news conference thinking you're a joke.